Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Ah, uh, yes, the misery continues. Two, eight, and one is the Edmonton Oilers record through 11 games. Who would have thought? Wow. 6-2 loss at the hands of the Vancouver Canucks. Jason Strudwick standing by to break it all down. Welcome to Got Your Back post-game live stream edition brought to you by our good friends at Sherwood Buick GMC. If you missed out on the Friday the 13th sale and wished you'd been there, well, you're in luck. They're throwing their biggest Black Friday sale yet. Go on down to the store, the big store in the park, November 24th and 25th to take advantage of their special Black Friday promotions, including up to $7,000 in discounts, finance cash, and trade-up bonus as well. Mention that the podcast sent you. Mention Got Your Back sent you. You'll get specialized pricing. As a bonus, you'll also get three free ultimate detail packages on newer used vehicles. So if you want to cheer yourself up with a new set of wheels, if you're feeling down and you were thinking about it, go for it. Show up at the Black Friday specials, November 24th and 25th. GMCpod.com is the website coming to you from the Long Shot Studio out here in Sherwood Park. An amazing golf experience and a fantastic sports bar experience as well. Visit longshots.ca. That's long shots with a Z. Okay, strutty. No Rob Brown tonight. You and I are going to dissect this pig. <laughs> Man, when it rains, it pours, and she's a pouring, buddy. She's absolutely pouring. I want to say thanks to everybody, too, that was waiting on the on the live stream because we were like an extra 10, 15 minutes here waiting for post-game sound. But, man, uh, she's raining, Struds. Yeah, you know what's funny? It was a beautiful start, though. I thought that the game started out great. You couldn't have asked for a better start for the Oilers other than maybe scoring a few extra goals. I'm going to call it the first 11-some minutes, some somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, they were all over the Canucks. I'm like, okay, this this is what they needed. This is the night. They're going to get going. They're going to, you know, they're going to just pour it onto the Canucks, and they're going to kind of just push back. Um, and they, they, they did, but they weren't able to score. Demko was a monster. Oh, man. And uh, so then you're right. After that, it just would just kind of the same team we've seen, right? I, and I think the overarching you see they see uh, some kind of uh, obstacles, and they just seem to get they crumble. It yeah. seemed to be the, the the situation. Yeah, I mean they showed up with the right stuff. Then they were pushed. Then the adversity came, and the big mistakes crept back into their game. Let's get to the breakdown brought to you by Mr. Dirk, the iconic men's clothing store founded in 1939. They've been around a long time because they've got all kinds of fantastic clothing, whether it's suits, shirts, coats, pants. If you want to elevate your dress wardrobe, they can do that. they got lots of great casual wear as well. One-stop shop for all your clothing needs. Needs Visit mrdirk.com. Okay, uh, you just hit on it there, Struds. Um, you know, they bring the right stuff to the rink and they're dominant in that first nine, 10 minutes, whatever it was, 11 minutes. 
And it was four lines rolling and these new fancy line combinations that he even hid through. He hit it through warm-up. He hit it from everybody. He was <laughs> broadcast. Who normally you give the broadcast the courtesy of your yeah. lines. So when they put their graphics up, at least looks like they've got it right. No, Jay Woodcroft tricked everybody. Nobody had his lines. Um, so these new fancy lines come rolling out there and and they were good early. Like they were rolling and popping and they were feeling it. And you're thinking, there it is. But Thatcher Demko, holy smoke, won them the game right there. Yeah, they, they did. And I, I did like the lines. You know, it's they're eerily similar to someone who put those together. I don't remember who which guy kind of threw all these lines together they were pretty close to but uh anyways you? did you did you did you have it close last night on the pod you can take some credit i don't pretty, remember pretty damn close pretty damn close not perfect but i had mcleod on the wing obviously uh that was a pretty big one uh but you know i, I love the line of uh fogel and mcleod sorry fogel holloway and dry saddle like those two guys fly on the wings right and and holloway he played 11 minutes i i would have guessed because I try not to look at the minutes to the end of the game. I, I have a sense of it. I would have thought he was north of 15 minutes. I think he ended at 11. So that's a really good sign when you were like, man, this guy was all over the ice. He played really, really well. Um, but you're right. I think they hit, you know, you, you come out and you, you do everything you want except score. Um, you, you've got to be really careful not to get, you know, too rattled when when things don't go your way. Because then now you're, you're playing well. So just calm down. Just solve things. And just worry about the next shift. And then bang. And then bang. You know, what was it, four goal or three goals in four minutes or so, something in there? Like, it's just... I don't know how many minutes it was, but I know it was seven shots. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, then, then that minor has to help you out. But, I, you know, you, you mentioned it there, the big mistakes. And it's just, man, you know, you, we can talk all we want about the analytics and, and how they pushed and all that. But there are those those, those single moments in games, and I've, I've been long talked about this, that it's... Not every moment's the same. Not every moment. Like the shift after a goal is more important than just a random shift you go out there when it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Like it just, those moments and understanding them and feeling them and, and being ready for it and thinking about what you're supposed to do, where I'm supposed to be, what risk do I want to take? What risk do I do, do I want to give them? Like all those things. It just feels like there's just not enough awareness there from too many players on the Oilers. Yeah, no, completely agree. Uh, we are live streaming on Twitter and on YouTube. I, I I glanced over for just a second to check out the Weiss Johnson YouTube mention study, and I saw trade Drysidle, and I just looked away. Oh no, we will not be entertaining any of that talk on the stream tonight. Yeah. They're not trading Leon Drysidle, so oh. whatever that was, just scroll past it, Steve. When it's time for our Ask Us Anything, as long as the chat is not full of that stuff. We'll do an Ask Us Anything segment later because we love it when you have a chance to chime in, and we will do that. But honestly, enough of whatever that well, honestly, was. But honestly, Shogger, they couldn't trade him. They might have to buy him out. Oh, yeah, boy. Hey, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> What's the buyout okay. look like? Pull it up. <laughs> yeah, so Oilers started well. la di da Lots of shots. Looked good. Everything was going well, and then they went full Oiler. So dig into what the heck happened. Bad break. It happens, DRNA, trying to cut off the pass, knocks it in. I mean, where do you see the mistake on that? Was it as much about the forward coming back as it was Vinny making a bad play there? Or do you think if you're Vinny, what, what, are, you, what are you saying to Vinny if you're his D coach there? Uh, I'd rather have his toes facing up ice and then uh, try to tie up the Vancouver Canucks stick, right? Because you're, you're, you're just fishing. You're just hoping to catch something there. So 
he's kind of in no man's land, right? He's not with his guy, but he, and he's just kind of standing there alone. And it's, and, and I get he's trying to make a play. And it's bad luck. It, it, like, let's attribute to a lot of this to bad luck. I'm not saying puck luck, but there is bad luck to it. Um, but, you know, because even if you get that puck, what are you supposed to do with it, right? You're right in front of the net. Yeah. So I think you go and tie up the guy's stick on the back door and have your toes facing up ice. Okay, we're just going to run through them quick here. The 2-1 goal, uh, that was uh, off the rush again, right? The, a lot of these are coming off the rush. Now, I'm looking at Brett Kulak in that situation. Okay. Based on what I know about their system, he was the one to me that was in no man's land. What did you see? Yeah, I would agree with that. And, you know, it's it's it just – before we get too detailed into the goal, it seems like every night we're talking about on the rush or rushes – of sorry – Goals off the rush against, and I and I just I cannot understand how we're constantly talking about this, and um, there can't be any improvement. Like it to me, it's a numbers thing, right? A numbers thing and a communication thing. Do you have as many numbers uh, back as they do, um, and are you communicating who's supposed to be where? Okay, that's a two-one goal. The three-one power play goal, uh, tough one there, right? Shot comes in, hits the player, drops, falls on his stick. It's kind of a scramble for the puck there. I mean, you'd like to say, well, you got to have sticks tied up. You got to have, but it was a scramble, right? Everyone, the puck came up high. Everybody was kind of scrambling around. Do you assign a big fault there? A lost well, draw, I guess. You know, I saw some people talking about, uh, somebody's texting me about CC coming out. Well, CC's going out there to front the shot, right? He's trying to, to, to take that shot away. So he's at Coleman alone in front. And it's hard when you're alone in front, when there's two, and you know there's two players. He knew there's two players. You're just trying to guess which way the puck's going to go, and you're trying to guess. Uh, which guy to take. And unfortunately, it just kind of drops and no one's really ready except for, I think it was Besser who tapped that in, right? Um, so I don't have a huge amount of, of, of blame to assign there. Um, it was just kind of a broken play of one D-man in front with two guys. I think, if anything, maybe the forwards can come back and help. Right. The okay. offside for it. The offside for it. Yeah, so the 4-2 goal is going to kick off the next portion of this conversation. And the portion that I want to get to right away, because we don't even need to describe the goal. It was one of the worst efforts we've ever seen from Evan Bouchard. Just an atrocious pinch. And then he stopped moving his feet on the back check while his man put it in the back of the net. It was an embarrassing play for him. It was embarrassing for him. If you're looking at that on video in front of your teammates the next day, Struds, what the hell do you even say? It's a hard one, you know, and, and it's again, you know, we just, what was it Thursday night <clears throat> where I talked about Cody CC and his, his half pinch, you know, and, and you're either in full pinch and you're going to get it or you don't pinch. And it's, it's a common theme. And I don't yep. know if there's something going on with the older system that they're um, the D men are like, they're just go all the time on the pinch. I, I, I can't imagine that's happening. Unless you may be really down yeah. by, did a you see Fogel fall? So uh -huh. if Bouchard, he would have been looking to, like, he, I don't know if he thought he had help, but Fogel fell. Fogel would have been the help, but he fell and then Bouchard pinched, yeah. which almost uh, made it worse. But I, I, let's just take Fogel right out of the equation. You, as a D, as a D man, you only pinch if you know 100% you can get to that puck, 100%. And there was no way he was getting that puck. You know, the, the player just simply chips it around him. That you know, chips mm -hmm. around, and now Bouchard is right out of the play. To his credit, he as hard as he can get. I've never really seen him skate that fast. As far as he can, then he gets within whispering distance of the player and stops skating. You're just unreal. What what just happened, right? Like unreal. That, that was like, that bad was pinches incredible. happen. Bad <laughs> so, pinches happen far too often for him, but they happen. 
right? That's forgivable. Yeah. What's tough is when you stop moving your feet on the back check and your guy tucks it into the net. And that was a dagger of a goal. So it killed. We it all killed. agree. I asked Jay Woodcroft yesterday, are you benching guys enough in game to get the kind of accountability that you need? Mm. Flat out asked him. And he didn't really have an answer. He yeah. said, well, you don't want to bury guys and you can't kill other guys and we don't have player. And I said, even for a shift or two, there are, there are so many ways a head coach can send messages during a game that don't mean sitting a guy for an entire period, right? So we were on this yesterday. Is there enough in-game accountability? Because when your team is making mistake after mistake and your narrative as the head coach all season is we're just keep making big mistakes, mm -hmm. that's your job to exercise that demon from your roster, from your lineup. Stop that from happening, right? You got to exercise that demon. How do you do it? How do you hold these players accountable? He has not made it a non-starter to make mistakes like that. He hasn't. It's been allowed all year. Evan Bouchard did not miss a shift mm -hmm. after one of the worst plays we've seen of a repeated mistake. And I get you're down in a game, but at some point, you got to start holding players accountable in the moment, Struds. Yeah, Mark Spector asked him kind of the same. I've got the clip right here. Yeah, you want yeah. me to play it now yeah, and do, then you I can talk about it, it yeah. after? Okay, yeah. this is a long it's clip. Right. And so Mark Spector's on the road yeah. with the team, uh, this courtesy Oilers Plus. Uh, but Speck was the one that uh, had the question here. You guys are in a tight 3 2 hockey game. You're on the road, you fought back, it's 3 2. Yep. Bouchard makes a pinch and then he doesn't hustle back and this guy scores and he doesn't miss a shift. You use the word accountability a lot. Is there enough accountability for that player in that moment? Well, accountability in in household. You mean in he piping them? And, really important yeah, goal. Yeah. And he didn't miss a shift. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, you know where we're at. I would say, um, you know, we had 60 men, and um, you know, can he be better on that play? Yeah, he can. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dress that one up uh, in any way. In fact, if you, you know, one thing you look at how Drysaddle backtracked to put his head down, he's on the faceoff dot and he came uh, back with reckless abandon. Um, you know, that's the type of effort that we're looking for in that type of situation. Can ever Evan be better in that? Yeah, he can. But when you're down, when you're down, and your uh, top D-man is part of helping you get back into a situation. Are there times for accountability? Sure, there are. Is there times for, um, you know, trying to find a way to come back in that game? Yeah, there are too. And so you learn from your mistakes. And uh, in the end, we can be better on that one. Struts? I think that it, the orders have crossed a threshold, though, where they're, you know, you, you it's just, over and over and over again, and 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 to be fair, Bouchard's been pretty good recently, right? But at at some point, someone has to be made an example of, right? And then I think you have to sit down and say, okay, we're, we're we might know this might hurt us in the short term here, as far as getting back in this game, but we've got to let people know that this is no longer acceptable. And you know, there's gonna be a lot of people saying, well, you're always picking on Bouchard. Okay, then we can go through some other goals that happened other nights, and you can talk about the same thing, right? And and I and I just think that it's because well, what else? What else are you? What is your currency you can use as a coach if you for not punishment for just getting guys' attention? And I think that's the big thing that you're when you're benching someone. It's not because you hate them. 
or you're trying to punish them. You are trying to get their attention, understand, hey, this is crucial to our team's success. And what you're doing isn't working. And I think that is what I think fans don't understand. Coaches, they like players. They want their players to have success. They do. Because their job literally relies on the ability of their players to perform at their highest level. So you got to grab a guy's attention. And I think that that would have been a nice time to grab this player's, Evan Bouchard's attention. You know what would have been a better time? When Brett Kulak made a coverage mistake on that first goal. And, you know, that's on him. So, but but he didn't. You know what he did? He left him on the ice after the goal, right? So they get scored on. Right. And he was like, leave him out there. Let him go get that one back, right? Okay. I can understand that logic to a point, but your team is constantly making big mistakes that are daggers to your team. It's easy as a coach. It's easy to say, I believe in you. Stay out there. You guys go get that one back. It is hard to sit a guy and to have to screw up your D pairings and roll past him for two rotations to send a message that what you did out there is not acceptable. That's a hard thing to do. And Jay Woodcroft does it to Broberg and he does it to Holloway. Doesn't go much further than that very often. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll it's see hard. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think you, there has to be a pattern that you're trying to break, right? A pattern of play that you're trying to break. So, you know, if if a player is repeatedly, let's say, it just as an example, pinching improperly, and, and then you can come down and say, okay, this is what it's at. But if it's the first time a guy's made a mistake in a certain area, you don't want to come down on him right then. Because I think it has to be something that's repeatable, that we've seen. A bad penalty, uh, a poor pinch, uh, not back-checking hard enough, uh, whatever whatever it is. Uh, that, that has to be something that's been repeated a number of times, and then you sit the player. I don't think just a one-off, uh, I'd be I'd be. Yep, that's a fair point. That. Yeah, that's a fair point. And then, and then when it's Bouchard in that moment, like there's still time in the game. I mean, it's four to two. There's still time in that game. You don't have to bench him for the rest of the go, and you know you need that player. Yeah. But if you sit him through two rotations, he'll get the message. He will, and it'll be uncomfortable, and it'll suck, but everyone else will see that, and they'll go, ooh, I just benched Boosh. That's like, the biggest ooh. thing. The everyone, players will notice it. They, they, they You do not miss a beat because you're like, how come – you know, Eki's not with Bouchard, right? That's they're like, what? Well, what's going on here, yeah. right? And they know players know what's going on. People don't think they do. They know everything is going on on both teams. When someone gets benched, you know it, or if someone's hurt or whatever, like you just instinctively pick it up. Like that's not right. That's not who's supposed to be out there right now. What's going on? The problem with doing that is here's the problem with setting that standard: is you have to kind of set that standard for everybody to a degree. It has to make sense for everybody. So early in the season when Leon Dreisaitl's taken multiple undisciplined bad penalties, um, you might have to consider sending a message and rolling over a couple of shifts. That's not easy to do. It gets tough. But we're seeing it around the league. It happens, you know. And I think the standard needed to be set with this group early this season that there are things that are going to be unacceptable. And if you do them, then you're going to get hit for it, and then you'll get put back out there and given every chance to earn it back. You always give guys a chance to earn it back, but you got to send the message. I don't know that Jay Woodcroft has figured out how through the method of accountability to elicit different results from his players. That is a button that a coach needs to know how to push 
And I don't think he's doing a good enough job pushing that button with this group this year. But I don't think he has pushed it yet. Right? No. But, well, uh, there's a couple guys that he has with. Yeah. But I mean, those, it's a little bit easier, right? Younger players. I don't think, you know, those, those, exactly. the, the younger French players, that's, that's pretty easy. Yeah. Right? That are generally to... out there working as harder, harder than everybody yeah. else and doing the best they can. Right. Yeah. yeah. But there's a reason why they're French players or young, what or, or sorry, when you're a young player, or French player, generally speaking, you're going to make more mistakes. That's why you're a French player or a young, a young player just coming up. Right. That's generally what happens, but your core players, you start, you know, you know, making moves on them. That's where things can get a little dicey. But you know, I had, I was talking to a guy today about health and general health, and I, he, we were talking about you know how when is it too late to work out? And he said, as long as you have a breath in you, you can make a change. And I think that's where Jay's at. Like it's not over. Like I don't, I don't think this is over at all. He can still make the change to his approach um, to let players know what is and what is not acceptable. I mean, John Wooden, one of the greatest coaches of all time. He 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 would come up to a player and say, "Hey, this is how I want you to do whatever. Play shoot free throws," and that player wouldn't do it. So what he did is he would just sit the person. He wouldn't get into the rotation, and you know he wouldn't yell at him, wouldn't say anything. But the player would get upset, um, and then eventually he saw the player shooting free throws the way he want, and he'd bring him back into his rotation. So he, people get the message, right? This is how we play. This is how we do it, um, and I, it doesn't have to be screaming and yelling. But when a player is not playing like they as much as they want. The it's it might get a little dicey around the room, but they will it'll grab their attention. It'll definitely grab their attention. Head to the Weiss Johnson Soundbox here. Forty-five years in the business. Should you need a new furnace, garage heater, air conditioner, hot water tank, or any of those things service, Weiss Johnson is your place to go. They're Edmonton's number one choice for heating, air conditioning, and plumbing services. Give them a call at seven eight zero four six three three zero nine six. Weiss Johnson. Did everyone hear the jingle tonight? We had some requests for the Weiss Johnson jingle just to try and uh, cheer everybody up. I know that uh, iconic song. Steve, why don't you give it to everybody one more time? Weiss Johnson, Weiss Johnson, whoa. Uh, Connor McDavid here with a quick one post game. I thought we did a lot of good things in the first period and found ourselves down and chasing a hockey game. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, Matthias at home. You guys are in a tight three to Nope, that was spec. It's uh, it's a frustrating part. Um, I don't think I've ever had a, a worse start to, to a season in my career, and it's a test for sure. But I know we have the team to to turn it around. It's it's uh, it's a matter of duplicating those first to that start, and then uh, obviously hold it for sixty minutes. But so Thatcher Demko is going lights out at one end, and Stuart Skinner lets a absolute stinker in to me uh one i didn't like it all and whoa i got alexa barking at me over here uh stewart skin i'm not sure about that hmm. stewart skinner lets one in that he shouldn't let in and it's just that that's kind of it in a nutshell right i mean we've been saying many many times here it's, you know the goalies aren't the solution right they're they're not proving to be the solution for this team but they're not at the top of the list of the problems either um, but I mean, it's kind of, it's creeping its way up there, Stratty. Like it's creeping its way up there. When you see what's normal, goalies come out and play well for their team and make saves that they shouldn't and figure out a way to grab games and stuff. Uh, lots of mistakes are happening around them, but these goalies just, they're, they're not making enough saves and they're letting too many in that are like, eh, that was a tough one at a time when this team can't afford that. I honestly think that they're, they're shell-shocked. Uh, when I look at the way that the Oilers play, they, 
I think they're reeling. I think it feels like they're on roller skates because there's just there's there's rushes coming at them. Uh, all hell's breaking loose in their own zone quite often. You know, it's it's just. I think it's. I think that they are they are they are just reeling right now. I really do feel that, and I I am in the camp. I believe that if they can clean up the rest of their game, make it a little bit easier on their like the, the more predictable on their goalies. I think their goalies will be fine. That's I truly feel that way. I know that won't be popular. People want to send Campbell down the minors, all these changes. I do think that they are their their minds just spinning. They don't know when the next chance is coming from. Look at all the goals they scored tonight in so many different ways. Off the rush, off the cycle, like just 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 a, a complete it's everything is going in. Um, so I I think that it's 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 on the players first, and then I'll get to the goalies. Hmm. Because Demko's on a heater right now. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, He's I know. He's on an absolute heater. I know. But, like, at what point is one of these guys going to come up with one hell of a game? Well, I think he did. Cam- was it Campbell did the second the game? game? Which was one that you mean? Dallas? Was it against? No. Which which one was it was where he had a great second period? And we were all talking about it. Was that Winnipeg? Well, it was a period. That was a decent period. Yeah, it was a great but period. But I think there was still some stuff in that game that wasn't great. I don't know, man. I... I like I have not been the guy to pile on the tenders, right? I think yeah. you know people on the stream would know that, you would know that. I don't think that they had been the core problem, but you get to a bigger sample size now or this many games and the save percentages are what they are and it's mm-hmm. it starts to, you look at where they're at in the league, you look at I mean it's I mean their numbers are just beyond atrocious. So I yeah. Uh, they uh, to me they don't they certainly don't get let off the hook in any way shape or form now being pointed to as a core problem. I think we're in that territory. I think the orders need better goaltending. Um, and can either of these guys give it to them? I don't know that they're going to have any choice, right? People want to bring up tenders from the minors right now. Like, these are your guys. Unless you're going to find a trade and make a trade and fire someone out of town, which will be tricky. Like, what are you attaching to Jack Campbell to trade him? Dylan Holloway? Like, it's not easy to do these things, and it's going to cost you monumentally and when Ken Holland calls right now, do you think teams are like, oh, what can I do for you, Kenny? Like, it'd be a nightmare trying to make a deal from a position of weakness like this. So just figuring out a solution to bring a different goalie in, that's going to be pretty complicated with the cap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's near impossible. Unless you're, I mean, any, I guess anything's possible if you're willing to pay. Right? Anything's possible if you're willing to pay. But the owners aren't exactly you know, a, a bounty of riches of young players. So I, I think it'd be... <laughs> unwise to make a move like that but honestly i think i'm looking i'm talking cause and effect cause and effect here right uh the cause is that you know the orders players are very unpredictable in front of them and the effect is that the goalies are just they're skittish i i really think i i, f- I feel strongly about that um the way that they're playing yeah okay quick break uh, when we come back in takeaways lots of talk about the pinch and it's killing the orders this year the poor pinches and such. So we're going to have a brief discussion in takeaways uh, about the way the pinch is supposed to work, what you're seeing, and uh, maybe how some of this can be fixed with regards to that. We'll dig into a few other elements from this game. Really quick break. Tons more to come here. Hey, everyone. It's Kelly here from United Sport & Cycle. The wait is over. United's annual Hockey Day sale is finally here. Save 20% off on select CCM and Bauer skates. Save 35% off on all Bauer and CCM Pro Stock sticks. And save up to 25% off on select Bauer and CCM equipment. And for you goalies, save up to 20% off select Bauer, Warrior, and CCM goal gear. 
trust the experts at your home of hockey for over 95 years. United Sport and Cycle. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code FERGUSON to receive $100 off your next move. Visit fergusonmoving.com and let them lift your expectations. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for 99 bucks and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. All right, it's brought to you by Redefined Health. If you're feeling unhappy with your overall level of health, you have to try their wellness lifestyle program. It's a really unique 90-day program that includes a daily meal plan, exercise regimen, video instruction and support as well, pre and post assessment to help you monitor your progress, all that for 150 bucks. Pretty good program for 150 bucks, and it's an investment in yourself. Why not? To help change the way you are functioning and feeling day to day, go see Dr. Tyler Fix. Redefinedhealth.com is the website. Okay, Struds, the owners have a problem with deciding when to pinch and when not to pinch. They aren't the only ones. Other teams make this mistake often. But because we watch this team every single day, it feels like it's happening a tremendous amount. So just run us through the basic criteria, uh, when to go, when not to go, what you see in the Oilers system, how aggressive they're trying to be. Well, I mean, I, I, every team has different rules, right? Some teams, no one pinches at all. Others want you on a full-on pinch. But let's just take the average. Generally speaking, when a D-man is looking to pinch, he has to go in and do one of two things. Either get the puck 100% or 100% get the body of the play, of the winger. So let's say it's a, it's a left winger and you're right D and you're pinching down. You've got to either get that body so he can't get by you or you've got to stop that puck in his tracks. Those are those are the two choices. You can't go, you can go two for two would be great, but you can't go 0 for two in that moment. So you have to judge, can I get there before that player chips the puck by me or gets by me? And those that's the choice. So that's every time you go, you have to think that. Now, there are teams, well, most teams have a guy who's reloading, so the, the high player is reloading high to kind of get above the D-man. So if the puck does get by, you can that guy can pick it up and, mm -hmm. and go by. But generally speaking, you cannot get beat by both the puck and the man. And, you know, like we've seen often from this Oilers group of uh, D. What about recognizing help? Like, isn't a core part of making the decision to go? You are the one yeah. that are eyes up ice. Yeah. Right? You're the one that can survey the situation. So do you not need to recognize whether you have the appropriate help or not? And if you don't, err on the side of caution. Because to me, that was one of the biggest errors Bouchard made. If you're going to pinch, you make damn sure that the backtracker is there to cover for you. Or you just don't yeah. go. So like we're, we're talking specifically about this Bouchard play. There, there, He could have had 10 people backchecking for him. There was no way he was getting to that no. puck. So why pinch? Right, why pinch there? You're, 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 you're just, you're just. It's like you're for no reason. You're moving forward, and the puck's going the other way. So, 
I, you know, yes, that's important. I believe that would be step two because I have to recognize, do I have a chance to get to this puck? Yes or no. If I don't, I don't pinch. Why bother? What, what is going to happen? It's just the puck's going by you and you're, you've now relieved from duty. So you do want to have that, but to, to back you up, you do want to have that. Generally speaking, you want to go down there and, and, and you, like I said, you get one of the two things that back pressure will help you or that, that guy coming mm-hmm. back high. But even if you have all the pressure, back pressure on the planet, why pinch if you're not going to get the puck? I don't see any value in that at all. You're just moving yourself out of position and putting a, a forward to skate backwards, which you know they all can't do. Yeah, so it's multiple bad decisions. It's a it's a bad decision to go at that puck because you don't have a chance to get there. And it's a bad decision because you don't have the help required. Right. So even if you think you can get to that puck, if you don't have the help required, you don't go. You back off. You err on the side of caution. You yeah. always got to look for that extra guy that's got you covered, don't you? You, you you do you do but you know if you if you always go with the idea of can i get to the puck yes or no and be there first you know you, you i think that's more important than the back pressure because really if, eh? because all it is is a little chip right past you and if yeah, you're not insulated you're but, toast but that's what i'm saying so if you don't can't get it don't pinch so you it just so yeah. the, the back that listen i believe in back pressure i coach back pressure everywhere i coach but I tell the D, if you can't get to the puck, don't go. Just don't mm-hmm. go. So then if you don't have the back pressure, you don't have to make the choice. But yes, you're right. There should be back pressure there um, every time. But I, I believe the onus is on the D. Like like I said, Bouchard in that play, he was never getting that puck. Never. Mm-hmm. There was no – and CeCe, uh, they, they, they all kind of blend in. Was that, was that last game or two games ago? Uh, no, it was Thursday night. Oh, so it was two games ago. When he pinched, there was no way he was getting that puck either. No chance yeah. he's getting that puck. So even if, so, you might have the back pressure, but why pinch there if you're not getting the puck? So yeah. are they being told to pinch there? I'd have a hard time believing a full-on pinch every time if you have back pressure because it doesn't make sense. You're not. You're, there's no advantage to doing it. So we had the discussion yesterday about Jay Woodcroft and what this road trip needed to look like in order for him to you know be able to hang in there, right? We see him get tossed at the end of the game. Post game, he said all he did was ask a question. He said it wasn't expletive filled. Um, so he didn't really quite comprehend how he got tossed. Um, we couldn't hear what he said. We'll take his word for it. Uh, there was a little rabble rousing at the end of the game. I wouldn't really call it much. Like, good on Zach Hyman to jump in there when he saw McDavid was involved. So I'll, I'll circle Hyman and say, okay, good on him. The rest of it was just a bunch of skating around pretending nothing to me. Like, there was nothing there. There was nobody that was like, oh, we're tired of this and we're really going to send a message here. It was a bunch of half-hearted, half Like, that was nothing. I don't credit them for going out swinging. Other than Zach Hyman getting in there when Connor was in one. Yeah, he was he was getting dusted up a bit. And then Dietrich was roughing up Connor and... No one really went in there. Well, you know, the yeah. They're like, get in there. I don't man. know. Was Di Giuseppe roughing up Connor or was Connor being the aggressor there? I, I mean, Connor matter. was the one that was throwing the. You when it's know. your captain, you go in there. It I agree. It does not I agree. matter who Took it a little is time. Or what's going on. If the guy even looks at him, especially at that time, go in there and run him. Run Di Giuseppe. Start a brawl. Like, this anything. is what I'm Just, saying. Yeah. Who cares? There was none it of that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't remember what the score was at that time. It was probably 5 yeah. 2 or, yeah, 5 2, I guess, because they scored later. No one can just go in there and run them. What's what's the worst thing's gonna happen? You're gonna have to fight Dishes D Giuseppe. I just like just run the guy over. It doesn't matter. So I just yeah, I mean, 
I don't know, bud. We're dinosaurs. Can't expect it out of today's player, man. Like, nope. I guess yeah, we're just dinosaurs. To think that somebody would actually think this might be a good opportunity yeah. for us to – we're losing this game, but let's get into something here so that yeah. when we're all on the bus heading for the airport, we can at least look at each other and feel like we galvanized in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. But it was a bunch of half-hearted nothingness even when all of that went down. Just a bunch of, like, whatever. Guys just want to get out of there without any bruises – and try and make it sort of look not terrible and just a bunch of nothing. There was no message sent. The Vancouver Canucks are laughing tonight. Oh, they had a good Laughing time. about good the time. way this whole thing is going. Three wins against this team, multiple, like one was an right. embarrassment. Yeah. This one was ripping their soul out. Like they're laughing. They I own this that, team. But what I would suggest is that moment that Giuseppe had with Connor, that's your pass. That's that's 100%. the golden pass. There it because, is. Because well, you don't know what's going on in there. You know, you come flying in there and just hammer him. You're like, yeah, later you can say, I thought he was beating up our captain. Bang. And whether he was or wasn't doesn't doesn't matter. It, 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 it's you know, it becomes one of those drunk parties. No one really knows exactly what happened. You go flying in there and just hammer him. That was McLeod's chance. Ran there, wham. Or I think Darren was out there, run in there, wham. Doesn't matter. Who cares about the face-off being outside? So I think you're looking for a window. You're looking for an opportunity. That's your opportunity right there to come in there and drop the hammer. So you thought four points on this road trip would be good enough, but you had the caveat that let's see what they do against Vancouver, right? right? So let's say the Oilers get the next couple of games here. Let's say they don't make any changes and they beat San Jose like they're absolutely supposed to, and they grab a win in Seattle and they come off. Four points on the road. Yeah. To me, bud, it still it stinks still, even if that's the way it goes, because of the way this went tonight. They really? spit the bit, buddy. Yeah. They spit the bit. The head coach didn't send any messages to any of his players. He didn't show that anything was going to be different on his end. The players didn't really put up that much of a fight. Like it was a wah-wah kind of night. They played, they played great to start, good for them. They showed up motivated. Well, no kidding. And then they spit the bit. So I don't view this as uh, hey, Vancouver's just a good team and you put up a good fight and let's go get those other four points. This is strike against them tonight for me, bud. Really? See, I, yes. I look at it like this. Hundred percent. I made the statement last night that that this this was a really hard game. I get that this is a good team. Canucks. Their sticks in lanes are elite. They, Rick's got them have their stick on the ice. So just as an example, think about how many times a puck got knocked out with when uh, the Canucks had their sticks in the lane. Then go back and watch the Oilers' last goal against, I believe I was correct, three of the four defenders on the penalty kill had their stick in the air for the Oilers. Three of the four sticks in the air, two passes through the uh, through the box or the diamond, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. Yep. That's a rough one. That is a really rough yeah, one. You I cannot know. knock pucks down that are on the ice when your stick's in the air. What, so, what message is Jay Woodcroft sending that 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 he's on this and something's going to change? What's if, if you're the decision makers wow. tonight, what message did he send you that, oh, they're getting there and he's, he's clearly wow. he's clearly doing some things to get different results here? Well, I, I think that would be encouraged that uh, – the big guy scored. Leon scored. Connor had some 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 nicer moments, but you know what? Leon not, took not, a ten, took himself out of the game. Yeah, but we don't know what happened down there. And honestly, it doesn't matter at the end of the game. Like I don't know. You, it's 
the game was decided. The fourth goal decided the game. Like, let's just be honest. What it, what it, what what the four two goal decided the game. I That's where so. this oiler team is at. That a four two goal. It's time to start taking tens and get punted. The timing like, of it. Um, there was the thirteen it minutes up. left. I know, but the timing, just the way it went. I, I just, yeah. But I, I, so listen, I, I, so if this is how I look at it, I, I had this conversation with a friend today. If you're in a relationship and you think you might break up the person, then break up them now. Bang, done, get it, just, we're done. You can't have this hang it. Well, if he doesn't do this, if he doesn't do that. So I feel like in your mind, Jay should be out. And I'm not there. I don't, I can't, I'm not going to go the Jays out now. And if, it, it, because he didn't have a good game tonight, the Oilers are in a hell of a hole and they've been playing like dog turds, but you, you got to look at that. A good, good first half of the period. There's a couple things that were slightly better. Can they get two wins and then start feeling good about themselves and you let it roll. But I don't, like, I, I always hate it when I hear, you know, the insiders will say, well, if they don't win tonight, whatever, Lindy Ruff is fired. Well, What's the difference? If you're thinking of it, let them go. Get them out the door. Like, it just, I don't right. know why that one game makes a difference. 60 minutes. See, but that's the thing is I don't, and, and when I think it's time, Strutty, I'll just say it. I'll just say, like, if they lose to the San Jose Sharks, it'll be time. Flat out. Like, it'll be time. You don't come back from that. So, when I think it's time, I'll say it's time. I, I, I'm not saying that tonight is the time. Now, could happen. I don't know. You know, because bottom line, Ken Holland is not going to be the general manager next year. We're, we're pretty much positive of that. So he is not the only one who is going to weigh heavily on this decision. And I'm not sure that the Paul Coffees and Jeff Jacksons of the world are as patient as maybe Ken Holland might be with all of his years experience in this situation, right? This is not just about Ken Holland. This is about an owner. This is about a new guy in charge and a new right-hand man to the guy in charge, or to the owner, and then a, a, a sage general manager that's been around a long time. So there are forces at play here, and I'm not sure which way this whole thing is going to go. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm not looking at tonight if I'm the decision maker and taking much out of what I saw from the team as, let's put that in the positive column as to why we think maybe this is salvageable. I'm not. I'm just really not. If, if Jay Woodcroft would have, if he would have, you would have seen him you know, bench Bouchard and, and like send some messages and, you know, just sort of show that he recognizes that like, if I'm the guy in charge of this entire team and all I'm hearing about is individual mistakes, I'm looking at the coach going, and what are you doing about that? What are yeah. you doing about that? Because you had one of the worst ones of the year tonight and you did nothing. So uh, that's one of the biggest concerns that I would have. If I were in charge of this whole thing is how is this coach holding these players accountable for the individual mistakes? He literally talks about every yeah. day, every yeah, I, game, every day. It's about individual mistakes and we yeah. never see anything done. But the, the individual mistakes aren't the coach's fault. But it, would you not agree that it's his job to create an environment where they become yeah. unacceptable and you have to be I, accountable I, for them? I do, but I mean... He, these are professional hockey players that are that, that and, and many times the mistakes that are being made are by top end players. So you you know it's it's easy to to say well you know you got to hold everyone accountable. And I get that, but like he, he's not the one playing the game. He draws up the plays. This is how right. we do it. Puts the lines together. And I I don't know I I I put this you know more on the players than I do on the on the coach. 
you know, I, I this guy has been done nothing but win since arrived here. Mm-hmm. So all that goodwill is torn down in 10 games. No, it's games. not. He's, he's spending it, it right now. He's spending it as we speak. I know, but so it's, no, it's, it's not torn down in. in 10 games, but that's why he is where he is. It's 11 games in and all that game. So a third round and a second round exit in the Stanley Cup playoffs is all torn down because of 11 games where the players, obviously, they weren't ready to start the year, right? They, you know, all the talk, all the hype. So the players, so the players didn't show up ready to start? Well, it, it, it's, do you not think so? They got spanked 8-2 the first game or 8-1. Am I wrong? And what about what about the idea that there's a new system in place that's going to make this team a better defensive team, and they are a horrendous defensive yeah, team? No, and that's so. But but Shogger, I've said it many times, man. Like you, you, the, 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 those individuals that we're talking about, that those individual plays, the, those are habits that will be in any system. It's this isn't like he's. Got the like ro- the rotating box on the penalty kill. He's reinventing the wheel. You know that I saw that when I was in the minors, and I was like, God, this is a bad idea. But you know, there's it's it's those individual habits are not there. They are not committed to it, right? It, to 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 doing it properly, right? Uh, across the lineup, right? And whose job is it to make sure they are? And when they're not, well, who's think- the one that has the ability to try and elicit right. some change? But you you don't think that he's he's prepared them? You don't think so? I never said so that. Just- so he just stopped preparing them these last eleven games. I never said that. I never said he stopped preparing hundred. them. You, you can, you can. Everybody shows up with the best intentions. Everybody shows up with the best intentions, yeah. right? That they all yeah. they trust each other. They go in feeling good about themselves. All of that, right? But it's what happens when things start to go sideways. What mechanisms do you have in place so that when things start to go sideways, you can snap your group back into place, right? You have some buttons yeah. you can push as a coach. Where okay, Bush knows. Bush knows. When he gets lackadaisical on the D side and it starts costing us, he'll sit for a period because I've had to do it before. And you know what? It's happening 30% less now. And then you know what else? It makes it a hell of a lot easier for me to do it to Hyman, you know, when something like that happens with him, right? He has the ability to elicit change. You send messages and signals about what is and is not acceptable with every action you take as a coach. What actions does he take to send the signal that these mistakes and and struds I wouldn't be so so hard on this if we didn't sit in every media availability this entire year and listen to every single player and every coach availability talk about how individual mistakes are just killing us it's not the system yeah. it's not the team we know individual mistakes individual mistakes while it's too bad there's no solutions available anywhere on earth for individual mistakes so there's no way out of this what's he doing to get rid of those Right, right. No, I, I, I listen. I, I'm not saying you can't bench the, uh, uh, some players. I've, I just agreed to that 20 minutes ago. But you know, there, there's people want blood. They want blood to run, and and. But that's not thought, me. That's not what I'm doing. No, I'm not that's, saying. I, I generally speaking, fans want someone to 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 pay the price. Well, here sure, but that's part. fans. But but let's okay. Let's talk but, about what's real. Like but, let's but, talk but, about what's real with the team them, right now. It's real. So but so I think it, you you drop Woodcroft. I'm like, where do you go from there? Mm-hmm. So where where's the next guy? And all that all that he's accomplished with this team is erased in a month, essentially. Or no, yeah, we're 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 almost we're just over a month. Mm-hmm. Bang. So they lose the next two games. He's out the door. So 
all those, all of what he's accomplished is gone in five weeks. I, so what? I just, do, okay. So what are you doing to fix it then? And I don't mean like I'm not challenging you to give me specific yeah. trades. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. No, unfairly putting you on the spot. I'm saying, okay, no. if you're willing to let it ride with a coach yeah. right now, yeah. Then what are you doing, Struds? Because remember, if this goes on for another two weeks, their season is never mind it. Week and a half, their yeah. season is over. Yeah. Like they will not be able to dig out, and that's what you're messing with right now. Yeah, no, and I agree. And and you know, yeah, I I, I understand what you're saying. If only don't start playing like the level they can, their season might be over anyways, right? That like that, that, and not to put too much pressure on them but i mean they need these guys to, to, to be what they are they're world beaters and they and they have not been this year um so you just keep trying to dig out of it i mean i i if i had the answers i'd probably be the coach of the orders the next coach of the orders. Yeah. but i just not, think he needed to come out tonight struts he needed to come out tonight and win or lose he needed to show that he was thinking about things in a different way and challenging this group in a new way and i don't believe he did that at all yeah, but I mean, they came out with a great effort, right? The first ten minutes was great, mm -hmm. and then things got the tough. I agree. And then, and then what happens when things get yeah. tough? Yeah, the little the little details lose it. So, again, is that on the coach that the little details aren't getting done? Like I, I just I, I guess as a former player, I get I get I get um, frustrated when I see players just making mistakes that they, they everyone makes mistakes every on every team every night players makes mistakes, but. This seems to be like one, two, three, four, five, six mistakes. And they just, like Connor said, they just double down, double down. And it's like, what is going on? Next thing mm -hmm. you know, everyone's just swimming out there, right? And yeah. you could see it, you know, especially I think it was in, uh, was it the end of the second, early third? The Canucks just completely took over. And the owners just had no pushback. And they were just sitting back on their heels. And they were just, just as like a, t a firing range. For, Did he even for, say for anything in that timeout? The broadcast didn't show him on the bench, but it looked like he just kind of stood there and then some players skated towards the bench and then turned around and skated away from the bench when he called that timeout. I wish we could have seen him yeah. uh, on the bench during that timeout. I yeah. really wanted to see the tone he was setting during that timeout and we didn't get to see it. So that, that was unfortunate, but... Break the um, rhythm. He's trying to break the rhythm, right? Yeah, for sure. Dan Fika chimed in on the stream, by the way, and we're going too long here, so we'll wrap this up. Uh, he chimed in, chimed in that he uh, rolled out new line combinations, and and I will give him yeah. some credit for that, right? He, he he mixed up the lines, tried some stuff, and in the early going, a lot of it worked. But I would submit to you that he could have thrown his lines in a blender, put any four random lines together, and that team should have come out like a house on fire and and done what they did. But yeah. I'm going to give him the credit because he he organized some fresh lines, and I thought it was a good look. After I saw from Fogel and McLeod tonight, I'm putting those two guys right beside Leon, and I'm going to play the hell out of those guys. How about Holloway? I, oh, sorry, I meant – did I say Holloway? Who yeah, you I said Fogel and McLeod. Sorry, I came bad. through the computer at you. Holloway, Holloway. I meant Holloway. No. I was thinking Holloway and Fogel right beside Leon, and I'm yeah. playing those guys. I'm going to ride those guys because they played so well. They were driving the net, going hard to that. I, I actually agreed with the non-goal for Fogel. Yeah. Um, uh, from from the camera views we saw on the TV, but I'm going to play those guys like my second line, and they're going out there all the time. I'm running them out there, running them out there, and I think get. I hope that helps Leon get going because uh, those two guys were are going and we're yeah. going tonight. I feel like I need to say this because people come at me often with this kind of stuff, and there's a bit of it on the stream. Like I think Evan Bouchard is a hell of a good defenseman. He last season he was so good. 
especially well from the trade deadline in and in the playoffs was so good. Look at the points he put up. Look at the way he played. There's so much potential in this player. I got nothing against Devin Bouchard. I just know what he's capable of. So when you see him doing what he's doing, it's just it's mind-numbing and head-scratching. And so, yeah, we ride him a lot, but that's because he is a hugely talented player and has shown what he can do. And I got nothing against Jay Woodcroft. I like him. He's a good guy. I got no issues with Jay. And quite frankly, I, I'm sick and tired of covering coaches getting fired in this city. I hate it when it comes up. I hate the fact that I got to talk about I don't like any of it. But it's my job to accurately portray what I believe the situation to be. That's what we've been doing the last few days. And that's what we're going to continue to do all the way through this. None of it is personal. Yeah, I'll just say this. When you look at, let's look at Darnell Nurse. Last game, two times, Ryan O'Reilly out muscle him in front of the net and taps in. Actually, the first one hits Nurse, and then it, Riley puts it in, O'Reilly. His mistakes are more subtle, right? When you miss a pinch or misread off the rush, it just, it's glaring. It's just like, you know, you're, someone opens your, 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 your blinds that you've been, you know, sleeping in until 10 in the morning. <laughs> it is glaring airs. And so I think it just, they, they look a lot more intense than maybe what we saw from Darnell Nurse against Nashville on, uh, Saturday. Last point on this. Another bad look for me, Struds. Finally, you give Dylan Holloway a look with some skilled players, and look at the game he gives you. They elevated Yanmark ahead of him. Yeah. They they tried to elevate Derek Ryan started on that line tonight before he got walloped in the face. Right. They elevated Fogel ahead of him. Like when he goes on that line tonight and does what he does, I don't think, wow, shrewd move, Jay. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. The player's been showing you that he's got the motor and the will and the want. And if you can just live with some mistakes, you know, it's like, yeah, no kidding. So that one to me is more, that's not a way to go. That's like a, yeah, lots of people saw that that should have happened. Yeah. But I'll, you elevate these agree. other guys ahead of him. This was the most jump Holloway's had for a number of games tonight hmm. that I saw by far. Yeah. Well, he got some minutes and was playing with some really good players and actually had some offensive zone time and was passing the puck to players that but, knew what to do with it. And it's amazing when you don't make a 22 year old, the best player on the ice all the time, what he might be capable of. But to be fair, he, I don't think his minutes were much up from normal, right? 11 minutes. Is yeah. Much above his average, but he was playing with some guys that can make plays and yeah. he was feeling like he was engaged and involved. Yeah. And you know what? Woodcroft couldn't help himself. Towards the end of the first period, he started messing with the lines and Holloway fell out of the rotation and sat, like didn't play for like five minutes because he started tinkering with the lines again. Anyway, I've said my piece on that front. Uh, quick break. Uh, Struddy's World coming up right after this break. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. 
top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a z.ca. If you're looking for a night out on the town and want to make sure you and your fellow fun lovers arrive safe and in style, call Ahmed Enterprises. With their stretch limos and party buses, they can accommodate groups up to 22. Servicing Edmonton and area, Ahmed Enterprises provides luxurious, reliable, professional transportation. Whether it be weddings, parties, casino nights, game night at the arena, or any occasion, give them a call at 780-231-6018 or check them out online at ahmedenterprise.com. Mention Got Your Back sent you to get 10% off your luxury ride. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. <laughs> Guys, I am literally now blowing everything. I am <laughs> loving it. Well done, Steve. Well done, Steve. Yeah, that that is not going anywhere, Struds. I shared That's that tough. with a few people. I might have even played it on uh, Dusty's show this morning. I, I am. Uh, I stand by my comments. I'm a. I'm just. I love the leaf blower. It is just. It's life changing. I just hugged my wife about it earlier today. Yeah, uh, you just can't stop. Can't stop blowing. Time for Struddy's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Deck and Fencing. They've got locations in Calgary and in Edmonton. DLR provides beautiful maintenance-free vinyl fencing and decking materials. It's so nice when you have maintenance-free. I don't know if you've ever had it before. If you haven't, you got to give it a go. Because with wood, you know how you put it in? Then every year you're like, is it just me or is it fading? And then the next year you're like, ooh, it's starting to splinter. Then the next year you're like, oh, this is going to need some work. And then it's just a ton of money and a ton of work. With vinyl, goes in, looks exactly the same every year. Every time you walk out and look, looks the same. You don't have to sand, stain, paint, nothing like that. So DLR Vinyl Products can help you out with that. It's dlrvinylproducts.ca. Locations in Calgary and in Edmonton. Strutty? For years, we've had to watch goalies come out of their net and just someone breathes on. They go flying and now it's a two-minute penalty. They, they are just so irritating, so many ways, diving all over the blue paint. They get bumped into, they go flying into their posts or laying on the ground for hours like they've been run over by a tractor trailer. Tonight, finally, finally, maybe the tide is turning on the diving of uh, goalies. The goal that uh, Leon Dreisaitl scored, Thatcher Demko comes out to play the puck, and he stands behind the net to block the path of Dylan Holloway. Dylan thinks that Demko's going to move out of the way, which he should have. He had time to move back to his left in front of the net and get out of the way. Instead, Demko stays there, and he's clipped by Dylan Holloway. Clips the leg, leg, boom. Demko goes down the old trick. I've just been shot. I can't believe it. Sniper in the 27th row. He stays down. Puck goes to Leon. Bang, goal. I was so worried. I thought for sure the refs were going to call this back and then call a penalty on Demp or on uh, Holloway. I was so happy they didn't. Goalies have been doing this for years. For years. They get in the way and you bump into them. It's a problem. There should be a rule that after a goalie plays it, 
they have to move back into the net or they are fair game. That's right. I'm saying it fair game because they're overprotected, not just in the crease, but behind the net. Thank God tonight we finally saw reason prevail and we didn't have to get a penalty for a goalie that knew what he was doing, looking for a penalty. It's brutal, Shogger. I'm so happy and I'm done with it. We're looking at you, Joaquin Gage, wherever you are oh, right now. You sure. and your goaltenders union. Noodles. Uh, yeah, noodles Panger. too. Right? Panger. Marty Biron. Weeks. Weeksy. Uh, I agree with you. I thought it was a great non-call. Perfect. He Perfect. nailed it in the moment. He was right there. He saw it. He yeah. was like, I ain't buying that. He didn't bite. Fantastic non-call. You know what ruined it? The ridiculous makeup call that came shortly after that. Whatever that was on, was it Darnay? Yeah, the trip. Well, his stick did get into his feet, it looked you like. Think? Tough angle. Tough angle. Maybe yeah. the camera angle I saw didn't really show it, but it was like, that felt like a makeup call. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I agree with you. That's a great non-call. Now, fair game, Strads. That's that's kind of taking it to the next level. No, like, I, no, because I, I this so is what's why the rule then? Explain the rule to me. Tell me so what your rule is. A goalie after playing the puck needs to move as quickly as they can to get back um, in front of the net and out of the way. We see it all the time. They or what? You get to steamroll them? So who's the who's the judge and jury on whether a guy was trying hard enough to get back to his the rest? At what Tonight point are they clear. free game to just steamroll? Tonight it was clear. Tonight we knew it. And I believe often it is clear. It is clear. And in this case, if you're not sure, the tie goes to the skater, not to the goalie. That's how adamant I am. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of these That's goalies. never happening. It's the same crap we see all the time. They, they do it all the time. The, my favorite one is when they kind of get clipped from behind and they just throw their hands up like they just stepped on a banana peel That's in funny. some kind of funny movie, rom-com movie, Notting Hill or whatever it's called. I, I just... I'm done with it. I'm so done with the way we protect them. And, and I'm, I'm not here for it anymore. Spoken like a veteran defenseman. Uh, Struddy's appearances, by the way, are brought to you by Kinprint, helping you find creative ways to promote your brand. High-quality apparel, top-of-the-line brands. You can visit kinprint.ca for all they have to offer. By the way, if you're a new company, uh, they can help you with your branding, your logo design, all that cool stuff too. So uh, check them out at kinprint.ca. That was Struddy's world. You totally redeemed yourself after that debacle last night. Oh, that was a winner. We got lots of hype. Last night's was a winner. Did it? Did Shona hear the clip? Does she have it? I told her, I, but I stand by my comments, right? I don't see why everyone's got to make a big deal of it. I, 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 I doubled down on you, it. If I could. You, got, you just play it one more time there in the morale Guys, segment. I am literally now blowing everything. I am loving it. <laughs> Guys, I love, that's my favorite part. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm blowing it all, guys, and it's working so well. Uh, all right, time now for Ask Us Anything. And that ad read is on the other side of the page. Match Eatery and Public House uh, brings us Ask Us Anything tonight. If you're a fan of chicken wings, hop on over to Match, which I'm going to do next week when the Oilers are back in town. Uh, Match Pub Ice District tackle their five-amped plates of wings featuring flavors such as What's the Deal, Yo?, Spicy Mango Tango, Nashville Hot. These are not your average wings. Match is located adjacent to Rogers Place in the Grand Villa Casino. For more info, visit matchpub.ca. 
Com. Strutty, I'll treat you to some wings maybe next week down at match. We'll go That's check it out. I keep uh, keep hearing about these wings. Got to go give them a go. Steve, it's getting feisty on the stream. This <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl thing has persisted. People are fighting with each other. I see people talking about number of, we have more cups than you. Like, it's gotten <laughs> ugly. Yeah, there was a Canucks, can, uh, Canucks fan that snuck his way onto the uh, chat. Oh, so. <laughs> an infiltrator among us. So we welcome right. all fans. We welcome fans from all teams. So Absolutely. welcome. Yeah, uh, a lot of discussion. Very, very, very active chat. A lot of good conversation back and forth, which is what we like to see. A lot of people airing their frustrations, and that's that's uh, just fine. That's what we're here for. Uh, Roger B asks, Ryan and Jason, seeing that McDavid kills penalties, does that say he's not injured? Uh, it seems odd to me that he'd be on the PK if he if he was hurt. Struts? Uh, I, 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 listen, I'll say... I don't know if he's hurt or not, but I wouldn't put him on the penalty kill. I'm trying to get other players involved. I know what's going on around the league. They've got all their top people doing it. But right now, they need more people going, more people feeling involved in it. Do that. They need to be on the ice. Can't cheer from the bench. Get involved in the game. We got to deal with Mike Smith here on the stream, Steve. He's been, he's been very vocal. <laughs> yeah. He Was he the dry saddle one? The trade dry saddle guy? Yeah. Was Mike Smith? Okay. Yeah. Do you guys honestly think even if the Oilers make the playoffs, they're actually cup contenders? So he's obviously a big fan, right? And he was suggesting before kind of a blockbuster deal to try and shake things up. Uh, and why not? Because there'd be lots in return for Leon Dreisaitl. I saw a few of his comments here. We're not going to completely disregard him because yeah. I think he, he will we'll address this for like 15 seconds each. Leon Dreisaitl is a once-in-a-generation franchise player, right? Like you don't get players like this let alone two of them at the same time. That's how good Dreisaitl is. Many teams don't have a best player as good as Leon Dreisaitl, so that's why I call him that. You don't trade that player while you have them, especially while you have them at the contract they have him at. Just, it's, it's a non-starter. He's too valuable for the money that he makes, and he is a huge linchpin in if you can keep him, then the chances that you can keep Connor McDavid as well. So it's just, there's not even a discussion about it because it's all about franchise value. It's all about the future, McDavid's next contract here. Struds, anything else to add to that? Yeah, ask the Boston Bruins how it went when they traded Joe Thornton to San Jose. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Mike, respectfully, Mike, that's there's that for you. Uh, Steve, what else? Uh, Anthony Dodds wonders, uh, small sample size, but thoughts on Hamblin tonight? He's a gamer, eh? He skates around out there, works hard. He tries, he is what he is. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna toot my own horn, but I actually worked with him when he was like in uh, junior. Oh right, I set him on the right course. So that's interesting because I, I I actually <laughs> found that he could get the puck out on the wall. So that surprises me yeah. a little bit. No, I, it, my 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 tweaks to his game were very subtle, and I'm sure he appreciates it as we go through his career here. But uh, yeah, so I've got a soft spot for him. So I'm probably not the right guy to ask. I I, I have emotional connection to him. I really like him. I like his story. Um, but yeah, I like him. He brings he brings a lot of juice to that, to, to like energy, and he gets in there. He's quick, darts around. Um, yeah, he looked like he was on a penalty kill a little bit tonight too. So I, I, good for him. Struds, I have an emotional connection to you, and I'm not afraid to tell you you've been mediocre tonight. So He's, I, I've been great. Well, I, I, I would say it's been the middle of the way. I, my point is, is that you can have an emotional connection with someone and still be honest with them and give them honest feedback. Oh. <laughs> No, I mean, what did, let me. What did he play tonight? I have to look it up. I don't think he played. He was that. good. He was fine for what he was yeah. brought up to do. But don't yeah. say you're not the right guy to ask. If he's yeah, bad, no. you'll say he's bad. Yeah, but I think when you, yeah, that's fair. But his role is one that it'd be pretty like unless you're taking it off the chin with minus, it's pretty hard to look bad, right? Yeah. Like you're not that many minutes. 
Steve-O. All right, Michael Bruni wonders, uh, what are the thoughts on the lack of response to 97 getting roughed up? Yeah, we addressed that a little bit, Strudz. Yeah. You didn't like the part where he was in the corner, straight up. Yeah, I, I thought that, Di, I, I don't know if the Di Giuseppe was really manhunting him, but I would just look at, if I was me, I would have been like, oh, that's a green light. He's roughing up my captain. Let's go in there and just start throwing. Because what's the difference? Who cares? What's it? You know, let's just, just get something started. Um, and they didn't, who would they have out there? There's no one you have to worry about to, to get beat up by. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think it was good that Hyman jumped in when he did. Good for him. Whatever. It, it, it wasn't a huge deal. And definitely would have liked to have seen more guys piling in there. There was nothing threatening going on. That was a bunch of yeah. uncommitted nothing from both sides, as far as I'm concerned. There was not some fire going on that it's egregious that they didn't all go pile it. Like, it was a bunch of pretending at the end of the game. La-di-da. All right, Sherry says, uh, man, even Woodcroft's tone is sad. Last year, he had uh, so much swagger and positivity. He's still positive, but his demeanor and body language um, seems disheartened and disappointed. We've talked about that, but Davin came in with an interesting counterpoint, and he said, uh, Woody's calm demeanor is the message. That's a yeah. perspective we haven't heard before. I agree with that. I thought that Jay Woodcroft the other day, uh, was it yesterday? Um, coming off that Nashville loss, I mean, I watched his practice. I watched him interacting with his players. There was positivity out there. There wasn't this big, you know, because a bunch of a bunch of negativity and a bunch of awful yeah. tone setting, it's not going to do anybody any good. But that's the this is the thing, and this is part of my point. It's easy to be that guy. It's easy to be the, we're not going to get down and we're going to keep going here and we're going to find answers and we're going to, you know, it's easy to, to not be coming down on people and not be hammering people and stuff. It's hard to strike a balance between being a positive energy coach who takes no shit from his players when it's time to crack down because the standard isn't being met. That other side is hard. That's why there are not many people qualified to coach in the NHL. It's really difficult. It's and I and I think that Woodcroft needs to show he can handle that other tough side too. When the going gets really tough here and his players are consistently doing these things over and over, he knows how to push that button too. Because other coaches do. See, I actually disagree. I think when you're losing, I think you get really upset with your players. And I think it's really hard not to lose your shit on them every day. I really think that. So mm -hmm. I think he's showing discipline and restraint by not doing it. Doesn't mean he can't, you know, sit players. But I out. don't mean in the media. I don't mean in the media. I don't mean at practice. I don't mean posturing. I mean when it counts. Hit them where it hurts. Let know, them feel I, the I, accountability. I am talking about. He's imagine like his. You know, he he, he they, they think they they could win the Stanley Cup, and mm -hmm. they're not winning. You you you're losing sleep. You're you you you're not eating right. You're losing your mind. I would you get so upset. Most coaches are really upset when you're losing. I haven't met too many there. So you have to show restraint and discipline and shower the team with love to try to get them going, right? You try to get them up and running. And when you're yeah, winning, I, I think that's when it can be harder. I think part of it is how you're fundamentally wired, right? And I think that Jay Woodcroft is a guy who... I don't know. I, I think he's a guy who, you know, uh, probably errs on the side of trying to keep things fairly positive and not be too negative. And I'm just, I'm waiting to see, I'm waiting to see some sort of hammer. I'm waiting to see something where we go, whoa, okay, there it is. Yeah, yeah he's done. He's not putting up with this anymore. I just and there it is. I and he Jay, just got his group's attention. I think Jay has a lot of intensity underneath this calmness. I, I, I honestly, man, I haven't met the coach that's not wired intensely. I don't know where they are. I, so I would disagree. I think mm -hmm. he's showing restraint. I really do.
Interesting. What about with his actions though in game? What about what about making those really tough decisions yeah, where it's uncomfortable making, between you and right. your players now because you've started doing this regularly? He's showing restraint right now. He's showing restraint. I I, I honestly I I by I not benching that, guys, that's restraint. Well, but just by not losing, not screaming at him on the bench, like that's. I don't think it, that's the answer either. That's not what I'm talking about. Right, you're you're, you're fixated on the idea of benching someone. I'm you fixated on the idea of accountability for yeah. a team that continues to make individual mistakes and cost themselves that. games. But I'm the, the, the I, you think it's easy to shower t- people with love when you're losing? I'd be say the opposite. I think it'd be very very hard to do that when your team is not doing what you want them to do. I think it'd be really really hard. I think because I mean, of the dynamic on this team, because of the dynamic on this team and the amount of power that yeah. some guys have. If you start laying that standard down, it can get really uncomfortable really fast. It is not easy to bring a level of accountability into room with those two figures in it. That's not easy to do for a coach. I think right now it'd be as uncomfortable as possible. I think this, the whole situation is uncomfortable already. When you're losing, it's super uncomfortable. Super like, especially now you could be out, like you said, in two weeks out of the playoffs, you were predicted to win Stanley cup. Yeah, like it, it. Trust me, Jay is showing. I believe he's showing great restraint right now in what he's saying to the media and probably to his players privately. Hmm. Steve, one more, and let's get out of here. All right, no, it's good. It's good debate. It's it good is good. Stephen Petrak uh, says the thirty-seven twenty-nine fifty-five line was good, and in my opinion, fifty-five looked like he had some confidence playing in the top six. Just thoughts yeah. on Holloway's uh, confidence up there. Yeah, someone patted it on the bum and say. At least for tonight, bud, we believe in you. Go get it. Like, that's the message that he got, and that kid can't get that message enough. And sometimes he'll drive it off the rails because he's young, and then sometimes he'll give you the night he gave you tonight. Uh, I would rather see him get that pat on the bum and we believe in you messaging a hell of a lot more than he has as an oiler so far. Yeah. I, 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 I'm a little bit different, but I, I, would, I would in essence agree with his game tonight. You know, there's a lot going on with this team right now. And and I don't have all the answers, and nor do I profess to. And it's going to be really interesting to see. Like, that has to be a no-doubter Thursday, though. We can both agree, right? There can be – that has to be a no-doubter on Thursday night. Oh, you got to yeah. walk in there and, and firmly establish. I don't care if it's 3-1 or 8-1. I don't care. You get that game, and you play well in that yeah, game. I, I would just say this have to get a win. I, I, at this point, I don't care how it gets done. You just have to win that game. You, you need some positive momentum, and it's probably the right team to start with. You can't be walking out of there with two points but saying we, we didn't like our game. I, 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 These well, little details it, matter, man. What they're showing game to game to game I matters. I think they just got to get two points because what, what are they showing? Where's the consistency? We haven't seen it. So I, I just, I'd just be happy getting two points, something to build on heading into Seattle. Yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, everyone smash on the, the love thing. The, get the hearts going there. Pound um, on that love button. There it is. <laughs> That's a bad pound, one. Pound, pound on that love button. A little remix there. Um, thank you to everybody for uh, tuning in on the stream. We lo- loved all the contributions. That was Ask Us Anything. Do we have a gem of the day? Do you have uh, you got something in mind? I, I think I know what my gem of the day is. Okay, go, by you the way, with it tonight. You take- yeah, I'll go with it. It's brought to you by United Sport and Cycle, your home for sports for over 95 years, from that first bike ride to that first skate on an outdoor rink to crossing that finish line and your team winning the championship. They help you experience more of these special moments. United Sport and Cycle, helping athletes of all levels reach their full potential. Visit unitedsport.ca. Kind of awkward because he's competition. 
but I'm giving the gem of the day to Mark Spector because he and I are thinking along the same lines. His question to Jay Woodcroft. You guys are in a tight 3-2 hockey game. You're on the road. You fought back. It's 3-2. Yep. Bouchard makes a pinch, and then he doesn't hustle back, and his guy scores, and he doesn't miss a shift. You use the word accountability a lot. Is there enough accountability for that player in that moment? Great question. I asked it to him yesterday about accountability in moments, using the mechanisms that you have as a coach to try and send messages and elicit different results so you're not standing there every day of the season saying there's just too many individual mistakes happening. It's in your power to start leaning on guys and making things a little bit less comfortable. And I think this head coach needs to show he has that arrow in his quiver as well. All right, Steve. A little late on the music there. Hey, Strud's like he could have hit that 10 Sluggish. seconds ago, probably. Sluggish. Let's yeah. bench him. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. First mistake. But I'll take a shift off. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, folks. That'll wrap the podcast. Another long one tonight. I guess it's just a product of what's going on. We're trying to keep these to an hour, but on nights like tonight, we just get going and going and going and going. Thank you for your uh, subscriptions. Thanks for following along here on the stream. Thanks to our title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. Couple of days off for the Oilers. Struds and I will be back post-game after Thursday. In the meantime, Ray and Dregs will drop a podcast tomorrow. I'm sure they'll be talking about the Oilers. We'll do a LeBron National Pod on Wednesday, and then uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks, Struddy. Good night.